miss 20 something ain't no fun if you ain't got no funds what's up everybody out there in podcast land it is your girl lachey better known as lachey z goddess but frank you can just call me lachey welcome to dear miss 20 something i'm so so excited to begin this journey and i'm even more excited to begin it with you Dear Miss 20-something is what I call an arena, and anytime I do any type of creative project, I'm creating an arena for myself and an arena for others to feel safe in that space, to grow in that space, and do whatever it is um, I created that space for. So Dear Miss 20-something is an arena for the generation of faith-driven boss ladies just trying to steer through life and make it. You know, I want to cover everything that is important to me and everything that's important to 20-somethings, anywhere between 20 and 29, even those who are older, because Miss 20-something is more of a mindset um, than it is an age game. Not in a immature, naive way, but in a young, vibrant, and the possibilities are endless (laughs) kind of way. As a 20-something myself, like I said, I just want to create that arena for the demographic who can relate. It's for the future 20-somethings, seasoned 20-somethings, sisters, daughters, nieces, best friends. Hell, it's for brothers too, for real, because they're they're 20-something trying to make it and trying to figure us out. (laughs) These conversations are testimonies to my past, the past of my guest, things they've overcome, um, our present events, our current 20s, and, and our decrees to end generational curses and break them. These conversations are meant to heal. These conversations are meant to set free. They're meant to edify us, to educate us. And these conversations are meant to elevate us, bring us up. So welcome to Dear Miss 20-something. I just want you to know that this is a safe space. We won't get too much into uh, some of the other things that I want to cover on the show. On this very, very first episode, I definitely wanted to touch on something that is just so personal to me and a huge, huge issue for a lot of people who are in my age range trying to figure it out, trying to get it together, trying to perfect it. I'm talking about that almighty dollar dollar bill, y'all. Listen, I know, I know it's a touchy subject. It definitely is. I mean, talking about finances, being transparent about your finances can be really scary. And it's something that we just have to overcome, Um, especially all my young African-American 20-somethings. We got to get a grip. I I won't even just say it's a race thing. I just feel like it's a financial literacy thing. Some people are financially literate and understand the importance of saving and have discipline to do so. And some of us have just always seen money as a means to get something um, instantly or when we please or right when we desire. So I know when I think of school, I think of the loans. I think of how I was so ready to go to school to be in school and when you're doing all of those things you don't always think about what's going to happen in three to four years or what's going to happen in those six months after graduating and um, that can kind of be scary when you really think about it I myself 
I did not um, finish where I started at for my school, but I've decided to continue education just to be a lot smarter about it. I don't want to put myself in any further debts. The D word, Lord have mercy. So, yeah, debt, debt, debt. Mm -mm -mm. That's one thing we're definitely going to be talking about on today's show. Student loans, student loan debt. Our guest today is Miss Alexandra Adams, who is a really, really good friend of mine. She's a mentor, an older sister, a Miss 20-something, and a fellow journalist and podcast host. So I'm really, really excited to have her on our very first episode. Now, Alex is someone who just decided to take control of her financial situation. You know, she doesn't proclaim to be a financial expert or anything like that. She's just a 20-something who decided to do something about where she was. And I think it's beautiful, it's inspiring, and I just couldn't think of anyone else I would be able to go to for something like this. Let's welcome our good sis, Alex Adams. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm like so excited. My name is Alex. I live in Atlanta. Um, I graduated from college in 2016 with my mm-hmm. um, degree in communications, and then um, after receiving my degree, I decided to move back down to Atlanta and pursue um, a career in the entertainment industry. Um, so that's kind of you know where I'm at right now. Um, during my four years of school, I racked up quite a bit of debt, um, mm. around <laughs> yeah, around <laughs> 42,000. Dollars and then my dad took out a parent plus loan for ten thousand dollars. So all together, I have about like yeah, I have about fifty two thousand dollars. I graduated with about fifty two thousand dollars in student debt. Once I graduated, about like six months later, of course, you know, my Mm -hmm. student loan service people, you know, came came knocking and they were like, "We need girl, we need your money." Yeah, and I was like. Um, I'm working at the mall making like seven twenty five. I cannot pay you guys four hundred dollars a month. I don't know where they think the money's gonna come from. <laughs> if I had it, it if I had it, it would not go to you. I promise. Right. You're like I have a thousand other things I could be doing with my money besides giving it to you guys. But um, event eventually, um, I was just like, you know what? Like I've got to do something. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck it's really stressing me out so I just decided to kind of change my habits with money and I've been on this like debt-free journey since uh like 2017 2018 really 2018 is when I really started to like gain momentum um but I had to pause that because I got married paid for the wedding in cash and then my husband's student loans first and then because he had way less than me he had ten thousand dollars left so we pay that off, and then now we are working online. So that's where where we're at, or where I'm at. There's a lot of stuff that I do want to get into that you already said. Um, definitely, definitely got to hit on the marriage because, honey, I got to come back to that. Um, <laughs> that's another that's another thing I personally can definitely relate to, or just need some help on, sis. So hang tight for that. Um, right now, real quick, I just want to talk about your pre twenties. So, um, I know you said your journey really truly began 2018, but just a little bit of pre-20s, were you, were you a kid who, like, the, you had a piggy bank? What, what's going on? Because I know I wasn't that way. I was spending it. When I seen it, I was spending it. Uh, yeah, I was literally the absolute worst of money. My dad would always yell at me that money didn't grow on trees. 
because like it seemed like every other day I was asking him for money um, because when I uh, think when I went to college, he um, added me onto his like uh, debit card. So like mm-hmm. he would put money he would put money on there for me when I was away at school and it seemed just like every two days I was calling him for more money and he was just like, what's going on? So yeah, I was like the absolute worst with money, especially when I got my first job, my paychecks would be gone in like a day. I would just yeah. spend it on stupid stuff. So yeah, I was the worst. Was not good with money at all. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can relate. When I first um, left for school, my mom was handling all my stuff financially. So um, it's it's hard to get off of the training wheels. For sure, it is. Mm-hmm. And they don't they don't make it any easier. You know, I know they want us to go to school, and they mainly always want us to focus on school. But man, if I'm focusing on school and I'm just getting money out of nowhere, I'm gonna be focusing on shopping too. So, exactly. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure in college, all my money went to like alcohol. I'm pretty sure that's where all my money went to. So, so Alex is uh, one of her younger sisters. Shannon is one of my very, very close friends. And Shannon and I had a job at the mall. <laughs> we were working at Panera Bread and Honey. We just we thought we were the bee's knees. We thought we were the bee's knees. We were getting real money. Or we, so we thought we were getting real money. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but but definitely taking that that first step and seeing like, hey, I got to do something about it. Uh, what would you say for someone who is just, like, trying to get started? Like you said, 2018, what was it? What did you do? Okay, I'm going to put $10 right now, and I'm going to always do these $10. How was it? What was the first step? Um, the first step was just really getting sick and tired of the life that I was living. I was really tired of living to make a paycheck. Like, I remember when um, one of my sisters accidentally used the wrong um, debit card, and I got – it obviously, I got overdrafted and I got hit with bank fees and I literally had no money to pay the bank. Like the only money I had was money I'd gotten from my birthday and I had to give all of that money to the bank and the overdraft fees. Mm-hmm. And I literally just remember like in my car, like crying to my best friend, like I cannot live like this anymore. Like I'm so tired. And I think that, that night I was like, something's got to change. So, um, like, I think like the following day or following couple of days, um, my at the time boyfriend I was at his at his parents' house and his dad was telling me about um, this guy named Dave Ramsey and making a budget. So after kind of checking him out, I was like, oh, this seems easy enough. And so my first mm-hmm. thing was just like being super sick and tired of where I was with my finances. And then the number two was sitting down and getting acquainted with my finances because you don't really know where to start if you're bad with your money, right? So right. for me it. It was looking at, like, okay, how much am I making, how much am I spending, and then breaking my spending habits into categories like food, housing, shopping, things like that, just so I could get, like, a super, super nitty-gritty, detailed picture of my finances. And then once I did that, I was able to kind of um, create a plan for myself and Mm -hmm. stick with that plan. Wow. I mean, I even, I heard of Dave Ramsey. That's the crazy part. I've heard of Dave Ramsey when I was in high school. Uh, I took economics, of course. You had to take one of those, like a social studies class or whatever. And um, all she did was show Dave Ramsey videos. That's all she did. He told me to never go to the car dealership 
and <laughs> pay a down payment for a car. Ramsey told me I need to buy a cash car, and that is what I'm sticking to. He's, I think he's a really good person to start with yeah. when you um, when you're just starting out. But then, like as you kind of like get a better understanding, you kind of figure out how your how you want your life to go. I think mm-hmm. some of his practices you can kind of deviate from. I know one of his big things is like do not get a credit card. Like credit cards are like. Girl, I got one as soon as I hit campus. What's up? Hello, how much? Okay, run it up. I was like, oh my gosh, credit cards are bad. I have to stay away from them. But I actually, like, I just bought my like, very first credit card. Mind you, I'm like 26. And I got my very first credit card, like, a couple weeks ago. But I manage, but every time I spend money, I mm-hmm. get right off. You definitely build up the discipline. I was mm, probably, like, 21 22 I'm in there I'm with it I really think I actually you know what I think I was younger miss 20 somethings I really think I was like 19 with the credit card with the CC on me okay I would they got me quick I I went to the bank for something completely different and I was like let's just try it let's just run I'm like I don't even have any credit you're approved what sign me up mail it so I mean that was the only thing I didn't listen to from Mr. Ramsey but definitely that cash car now now let's get into these 20s miss 20 something like you said you're 26 so you are pretty seasoned um in your 20s you passed the midway point you're not you're not all the way all the way there but but no shade no tea honey because (laughs) wisdom looks well on you so no 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 shade but i think that you offer a lot of insight like 26 you're married honey let's talk about that because you mentioned um and his name is john mr john adams now you mentioned that he also has student loans so what are some of the things that you know you kind of want to give any advice or tips to the miss 20 somethings who are out there dating because you have problems but he might have some financial issues too that you have to be ready to deal with right 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 yeah so I definitely think that like obviously like if you're in the talking stages of someone I don't think money is like that important to bring up because like mind you like you're just talking you don't really know if you guys will even you know be anything in the future you don't know like right. hey two days from now you guys may you may end things. no I'm not saying walk up to the man and say hey how much how much come on just give just say the number I'm not saying, <laughs> don't do that yeah let them know that's not how it happened with you it's, it's not going to work out if y'all try that way so, so. <laughs> right, no, but I definitely think that it's important, like, when you guys start to get serious, and then, like, you guys are thinking about, like, marriage, and things like that, where you're kind of, like, wow, I can really see myself, like, having a legit future with this person, I think it's really important to sit down and have that conversation about money, like, talk about how much student loans, like, how much debt do you have, student loans, credit cards, um, cars, things like that, and then just kind of see where, you guys are at like financially like where y'all's mindsets are um because if you're a spender and you just you don't care and you're really frivolous with your money and there's someone who's a saver a penny pincher really frugal um there's gonna be um some tension some clashes yeah Yeah, exactly so you just kind of want to like get all of that stuff out in the open because you also don't want to um get to a place where you're also like hiding your financial yeah. stuff so like let's just say you're like oh my gosh I I have a problem um with using my credit card like I'm just constantly running it up or let's just say you guys end up getting a joint credit card right like you you're you're an authorized user on the card or something like that and you know 
you're just running up the car. Running and it up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what, like, where are all these charges coming from? Like, did you really need that, like, $200 pair of sneakers or, like, whatever? Like, so I just think that it's really best to just, like, be open and honest about your finances and just kind mm-hmm. of, like, have that talk no matter how awkward it may be. Because, you know, it like, one of the leading causes of divorce is, you know, is money. So you want to get that, mm-hmm. get that out of the way. People think that some things are, like, really, really personal. I know some things are very, very personal. You keep it to yourself. But when you decide to be in a relationship and a marriage in this instance, I mean, you have to be super transparent. You have to be completely transparent. And finances is something that it's hard to be transparent about if you yourself don't even know what's going on. I think more than anything, you know, the point that you're making for sure is, and what you said, it's getting personal with your finances. Like, I really need to see what's in here. I know people who don't check their bank account. Like, dang, let me check my bank account. Like, I, I don't know why. Girl, for me, honey, this brightness finna go down. Um, Let me get into a corner. Let me go to the bathroom right quick because I'm going to check my – I like to check my account in private. I do not need nobody up in my business. I'm turning the brightness down, honey. I'm getting one of those private screens. Um, Where is the darkest corner in the building? Because I need to be there to check my account right quick. Like, that's – I don't know. But, I mean, it's definitely something that I have to work on personally. Um, But – I guess what I what I really really need to do is get it together before I make that huge or have to make those huge de- adult financial decisions. And for you, right. what would you say was was really the that first real life adult financial decision? Um so in the 2017 2018, not even 2018. Um, even 2017 or 2018, I can't remember because the year is kind of blurred together. I got yes. into an accident leaving work. And so I had the car, my car, it had been like totaled. And I obviously, I financed it. So, um, I was really close to paying it off. I had maybe like three or five thousand dollars left, um, on the car. So I was pretty close to paying it off. Um, and it was totaled. So obviously, like my insurance company covered the the, the rest of the, the cost or whatever. I mean, I received like I think like a six hundred dollar check, um, and I had to de- like make the decision of like, okay, like do I go to a dealership and finance a car or do I try and pay for a car cash? Because at the time I had a thousand dollars in my emergency fund, and then I also had the six hundred dollars from my insurance company. So I'm like, if I can find a car with you know sixteen hundred dollars. Right. Um, you'd be good. Like, I, I, I'd be good. I could do that. But I'm like, also finding a car with a really tight budget is gonna take longer. Like, it's it, it would have been mm-hmm. so much easier for me to just walk to a dealership or go to a dealership and you know put down a thousand dollars and then have like a two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars car note um, every month for the next five years. But I really had to, you know, stick with my decision of being like, no, I don't want to be. I want to get rid of, you know any debt I have, I'm going to yeah. see this accident instead of, instead of seeing it as an inconvenience, I'm going to see it as a blessing because I got out of, I got out of paying, you know, the rest of my car and I have the opportunity to never have a car note again. Um, wow. And despite, you know, some people saying like my mom, she was really like, just go to the dealership, just like take out like, mm-hmm. a finance, a car, like a $10,000, like $10,000 car, like you can do it. I was like, no, I, I, I don't want to. So kind of having to stand my ground and, you know, be like, no, I'm I'm going to find a car and within my budget and I'll do that. So I think that was like my big, 
I think that was like kind of like the catalyst for everything. And that was like my big like financial decision, like first one. Yes. So did you get the car? Did you find the Dave Ramsey cash car? Yeah, I did. It took me yes. about like a month and a half. Yeah. And she's yes. still going. I mean, she's not cute. She's not, it's not the cutest thing, but she gets from point A to point B and I can't complain. So it's, it, I never want a car note again. You're freer than most people because people are tied down with that car note. You know, we don't really think about it. Sometimes there are kids who their parents are giving them cars or their parents are putting them in a position to have to take on a car payment when it's like, mm-mm. You can really get you a cash car. If you guys need to know where to get a cash car, hit me up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hit up your local Facebook market if you do want a cash car. Okay. One thing I always keep in mind is that cars depreciate in value. So mm-hmm. what you're, you know, what you're paying isn't going to be, your car's not going to be worth what you paid for in a year. Like cars go down yeah. in value drastically. So why don't, why wouldn't you want to like, you know, put that money you're spending on a car note in a vacation, you know, little fund for, yes. you know, every time you get paid, like, I'm going to put this $500 um, in my little travel fund. So I didn't, I really didn't think about it like that. I mean, we spend a lot of money on, on things like cars and, and rent and things like that. Are you guys, are you guys renting? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're renting. <laughs> um, we live about like five minutes outside of Atlanta and our rent is, we pay thirteen eighty a month in rent, so I think it's kind of high for a one bedroom. You now, I don't think Dave Ramsey would approve of that. Well, we won't get into all of that because you know, living how you want is for me a whole nother thing. I feel like I I like to live comfortably. I like to live so, but I will say I will say that the car. Um, the car story and just the whole entire situation is definitely inspirational to people. I mean, in, in your case, like you said, it's a blessing where you can actually not have to deal with the car payment, not have to deal with with anything like that moving forward. Whenever you're planning out for your budgets or, or, or things like that, do you do it weeks in advance, years in advance? Like for someone like myself who really wants to get serious, um, for me, it, it got to be like a it, one small step for me turns into large steps. It's just like once I take make the make my mind up to do something and I take those steps, I can do it. But it's like if I have to take a big bite at first, I'm a little bit reluctant. So as far as planning, what would be some advice you can give for getting started? Yeah, so as far as planning, I would block out maybe like I'd say it's all like two hours of where uninterrupted time pull out bank statements from the last two to three months and then also your pay stubs for the last two to three months if you have a job where you know where you're where you you're not making salary if you're an hourly worker but if your salary if you're if you're salaried you pretty much know how much you're getting paid every two weeks but I would sit down with your bank statement and your pay stubs and then just go and then give yourself categories so like housing, entertainment, transportation, um, mm. things like that, and then go through those those bank statements. And then at the end, like, you know, <clears throat> categorize everything from your bank statement and onto, like, that little sheet, and then add up everything, and then see – and then you'll be able to see a trend. So you'll be like, okay right. – on average, I'm spending about $100 on gas. On average, I'm spending about $300 eating out. And then see where, um, with your pay stub. So if you're making, let's just say, $4,000 a month, 
but you are spending like let's just say thirty eight hundred dollars a month, then you're mm-hmm. kind of like you're like okay, uh, where can I? This is why I feel so tight paycheck to paycheck. This is why I feel like I'm living paycheck right. to paycheck because I'm spending a little more than what than what I can really afford. I'm 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 right. I'm tight. So mm-hmm. that would I think that would be the first step is just trying to kind of see where you are, just see where your what your spending habits are, and then from and then once you're able to kind of like sit with that, I would then go on to actually make your budget. So sit down and be like, okay, these are essential items that, like, I have to spend this amount of money on every month. Like, that's not, like, not negotiable, like rent, gas, mm-hmm. um, right. things like that. And then stuff that, that kind of fluctuates, like entertainment, like concerts, things like that, things that you can kind of, you, they're not, like, essential. You wouldn't die if you didn't do it. If you didn't have it. If it brings you joy, kind of figure out, like, okay, maybe like a hundred dollars a month for a concert or whatever is, is good for me or like, you know, whatever money, whatever number it is, is, is good for you. That's, that's how you would start to make your budget. So yeah. So all in all, just kind of like sit down, get, get real transparent with your spending. Mm-hmm. And then once you've had time to sit with it, then kind of go ahead and make a budget that's right for you. Because I think that's the, that's key making something that's right for you because some people are fine living beans and rice, like, bare minimum. And there's other people who can't do that. They want to enjoy their life. So you make yeah, it comfortable yeah. comfortable for you. Wow. So with everything, I'm definitely going to make sure I sit down with them. Because I didn't think about that. I mean, I've always wanted to get started. I guess I was just like, it's just one of those things you're like, you know, I'm going to get right. I'm going to get this together. I'm going to do this. It's on your to-do list. And when we're young, it's easy for us to just put things on the to-do list, but then the days pass, and the days pass quickly. And then before you know it, you're 35, and you were 23 saying you were going to get your finances right. You're in a really tough place. You may have kids. And um, I would say for me, one of the struggles that I witnessed and that I really, really had to tap into was growing up when I needed to get, like, loans and stuff for school – it was kind of hard because my parents probably weren't in the in the best place to be taking out loans and um, just not having that. And then with me going to school out of state, um, I did get a scholarship for um, to qualify for in-state tuition. So that with the loans and um, grants that I had took care of school for me. But it was like the loans part and. I was just on there for the fast with I'm I'm just on there checking through everything. I don't know if you know what I mean, but when you first have to get a loan for school, um you have to do the the classes and you have to like sign all the the stuff that you're going to the promissory and all that. Child, yeah. click 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> I'm clicking through, baby. I didn't read a thing, okay? I just knew I was going to school that fall. And I was going to get a refund. That's all I knew. I mean, those are just, they're just life lessons. And I know that now I'm able to put myself in a better position for my kids. So when it's time, but I feel like my kids, I'm going to push they behind to get scholarships. I'm like, bro, you need to get a scholarship. Oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of ball you're going to be throwing. I don't know whose tournament you're going to be in. You're going to play chess. I don't care if you play 
uh lacrosse you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get a scholarship so i'm not worried about that but with the categories thing when you're saying to sit down with your finances when you're saying to get started uh what about what about with your your faith um do you tithe yeah so i do um i don't do i i call it giving i don't really call it tithing because i know tithing is like linked to the whole 10 percent thing and i don't um i don't do 10 percent. i kind of give as i prosper so I try to do a hundred a month, but we received our tax return and our stimulus checks around the same time. And mm-hmm. so we kind of just had this like surplus of money. And one of the first things we did off top was like give some of that to our church because we were like, like we just have this thought that like, you know, the money that we receive isn't mm-hmm. really truly ours. It's like God's. And so we have to, you know, give some of that, you know, back to him. Um, so, yeah. So, like, with my with my day-to-day, um, I try to do monthly. I We try to do at least 100 a month. But, you know, if there are some months where we're, like, we're really tight or it's going to, like, put us in a, in a bind to give, then we won't. But as soon as we're able to, we will. I think that people think um, when it comes to – tithing and it's not that you're supposed to give monetary like it's money 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 it's about giving your time your talent and your treasure and treasure is just one aspect of it so when you're giving God your time when you're giving him um your talent even with you know you might be good at just public speaking talking to someone you know let somebody catch you talking about Jesus or something like that's giving your that's giving your talent to him um giving him your time going to church or your your praising your worship those are just as important too as the monetary aspects so it's great that you have that going on in your life and you're giving and that you're staying true to that because that's a that's a major part of it um people can see it as the church giving the church money and all that but it 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 is much deeper than that it's giving it back to God because he has blessed us Um, so I love, love, love that. Um, before we go, I did want to go ahead and let the people know that um, you actually have a podcast. Yeah, so I actually wanted to get into podcasting since I graduated school. I wanted to get into radio, and no radio station was calling me back for an interview. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to make my own podcast. Uh, I'm going to make my own radio show. I'm just going to make a podcast. Um, and then that kind of evolved when I got into like my whole financial journey, it kind of involved, evolved into me kind of chronicling my journey to getting out of debt and then also talking to other millennials and just other people in general about their money mindset and their habits and their, and you know, the way they are with money. So my personal Instagram is that's Lex and my, um, podcast Instagram is financial flex podcast, I believe. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Alex, for joining us for the very first episode of Dear Miss 20-something. It's been an honor, dude. Thank you so much. And I I am, I cannot wait to see how this podcast evolves. I'm so excited <laughs> for this journey of yours. So yeah. thank you, thank you. I'm so honored. Yes, and no worries, guys. I will leave all of Alex's information in the description so you guys can check her out i'm telling you she drops some major gems like every week i think she really just released the new episode so check out the latest episode of financial flex wow guys thank you again to alex for all of those amazing gems that you just dropped on us 20 somethings appreciate it good looks sis um what did we learn today 
guys i feel like the very first step miss 20 something is to get transparent get to the nitty-gritty of your finances let's get down to it i know i know we want our hair we want our nails we want the audi you know and not to say that we can't have that because we absolutely can we just got to make sure we're not breaking our back and our pockets for it okay so first step and really the main step is to get transparent and then if you're going into a relationship you also have to think about that if you're not all the way 100 with yourself how can you truly be 100 with somebody else Uh, all right now (laughs) well thank you guys again so much for joining me for the very first episode and i look forward to many many more with you until next time take care of yourself and each other and make good choices love and light lachey